0: Find out why more and more people are betting with Betfred. They make betting on the football season super easy, and the football season, of course, is coming to an end. Don't forget that Betfred's new app makes it super simple to place your bet and even offers protection like bad beat bonuses. The newly improved app comes with more markets, more bonuses, and more action. When you bet with Betfred, you're a big fish in a small pond, and you'll feel it. This is the Doc Talk Podcast 2023, Episode 30. Edition of the Doc Talk podcast presented by Betfred Sports. I'm Travis Justice. The man over there on his phone right now is Doctor Rob Zadiska. If you're watching on the YouTube channel, make sure to hit subscribe. All right, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, we put out a lot more content than just the podcast. You'll get the Doc's diagnosis, behind the point spread. You might even get some shorts, some stuff like that. If you're listening on Podbean, Apple Music, Spotify iHeartMedia, anywhere you get your podcast, make sure to hit subscribe to that. Give us a follow. Give us a review if you have some time. And also, share it with somebody. If you think somebody needs to hear this podcast, damn it, share it with them. We want to
1: get the word out. Well, everybody needs to hear the podcast.
0: I I don't disagree with you. Every, Every single person. Dr. Rob loaded up in the Augustana gear, coming off a Division II playoff win at home, beating Minnesota State Mankato. You're on fi-
1: cloud nine. Fifty-one to twenty-four. Fifty-one twenty-four? Yeah, wasn't even close. Do you know do you know what do you know what kills? What? Speed kills. Yes. Which besides speed, the next thing that kills is turnovers. Yeah. Augustana forced. It's it's interesting. They actually count. So this is interesting. I hadn't thought about this. I mean, they always say turnover on downs, but they count if they hold an opponent on a fourth down attempt. And the opponent, so they, they had two. Mankato had two fourth down attempts. Augie held them on both. They count that as a turnover. That goes into the, and I know they call it a fourth down, a turnover on downs. Yeah. Augustana puts that into their official stat line as a turnover. The defense counts that as a turnover. Which, after sitting there thinking about it, it makes sense. But anyway, Augustana had five. Five interceptions. Wow. Forced to fumble. And then had two turnovers on downs. Wow! So they had eight. Their their stat column has them as basically forcing eight turnovers.
0: So they advance in the division two playoffs to play what the number one team in the country.
1: So yeah. So the the D two playoffs. I got to look at FCS and D three. I find it inter. I find all this shit like weirdly interesting now. I'm a junkie for this. But yeah, it's true regional. So you've got you've got four regions. Top seven teams in each region make the playoffs. It's a true regional. So the the re, I think it's Region 4 it, technically it's super region 4 cuz the NC2A likes to put words like super in front of stuff. Super Region 4 like the bulk of it it's the Northern Sun Conference which is like your Bemidji-Mankato, Yeah. Wayne State Nebraska. It's the old North Central Conference that UNO was in. Then you've got the Rocky Mountain, I think it's the Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference and and I mean that's like Shadron State, but like Colorado School of Mines, Colorado Pueblo, so on and so forth. Uh but yeah, so they get Colorado School of Mines next. Uh and it just it's just luck of the draw the fact that the number one team in the country happens to be in your region. It's not a seat it's not a nationally seated thing. It it all goes by these true geographical regionals.
0: So are you gonna get in the car and go out to, to Colorado this I was weekend? just
1: looking. That's about a seven and a half hour drive to Golden. Oh, it's in Golden. Yeah, so can, Mines is in Golden. So you can
0: stop at the brewery, right? You can stop at Coors Molson. Oh, yeah,
1: which actually a few people told me that it's literally just like down the street from from the Coors Brewery.
0: You know, I, I love a good Coors Banquet. I like Coors Banquet.
1: I kind of my go-to, uh, if, my go to. I was going to say garage fridge beer, but I've got a lot of different <laughs> garage fridge beers. Uh, my go-to, like my, my cheap-ass American beer yeah. is Coors Light mainly because I'm scared of werewolves, and I like something called the Silver Bullet. I'm
0: I'm not a Coors Light guy. I'm more of a Coors heavy guy. I like the Coors Banquet. I like
1: the Banquet beer. It's good. I'm just saying you can, I can see, dude, Coors Light, it's like the Gatorade of beers. No, Bush Light
0: is like the Gatorade of beers.
1: No, Bush Light is like the cheap, not even Powerade. It's like the cheap Powerade knockoff of beers.
0: Okay, I can go for that.
1: Yeah, it's Are just, it, it's like, it's it's like, it's the, do you know what? It, it's the Walmart store brand of Gatorade, oh, whatever that is. I think is. that's
0: Keystone. Do they even still make Keystone?
1: Dude, no bitter beer face. it has got the specially lined can, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you know he, what they line the can with? Uh, what, plastic? Beer. beer. They line that's it with they, Keystone uh, Light. That's what it's lined with. But yeah, now I'll, I'll do I'll do Coors Light. That's that's my rehydration technique.
0: Speaking of beer, uh, I was uh, got another delivery at MCL Construction this week because MCL, besides being a construction company, has turned into a beer distributorship where I, I seem to be the middleman, which is which is fine. But also, and kind we're of,
1: super okay with that.
0: absolutely. You keep sending the beer if you want to know where to send it. Uh, email doctalksports at gmail.com. But got another handwritten note. Uh, it says. Uh, Uh, Robin Travis. First, I want to say I love the podcast. Glad it's going year round. And hope that that continues, and it will be. Uh, we, we promise you that. I was born and raised in Nebraska, and even though now in Minneapolis area, I've moved around the country, and I am, and always will be, a diehard Husker fan. I meant to send beer for a while, and now getting around to it. Not your typical styles, but kind of the beer uh, I like to drink. It's all from Side Project slash Shared, which is a small but uh, well-known brewery in St. Louis, where we used to live and still visit regularly. Hope you guys enjoy. Cheers. Uh, GBR, that's from Scott Len, L E H N. And I'll tell you what, we've had a lot of people send us beer. I don't know, Rob, and, and I posted it on your Twitter page just when the beer came in. I don't know if we've had a beer or a brewery get as many comments that
1: elicited yes. a response yes. like that. Yeah. I you know that so I, I've heard a side project. I'm like 99.99% sure. I have never had their beer.
0: I know I haven't. And, and yeah. I knew it was like real fancy when four of the beers that we get come <laughs> in like wine bottles, you know, I mean, they, you 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 know, it's a, they, they take extra and it's like labeled like a wine too. So the first one we're drinking is the a la table, which is entry level sour, not too tart, low ABV, easy drinking. So
1: far it's, it's, it's an offshoot of a farmhouse ale. Yeah. Which I mean, if you drink, if you drink enough craft beer and you drink enough farmhouse ales, I'm a big. So I kind of one of the things that really got me into craft beer. They, they closed down now to focus on their Italian restaurant. But uh, oh, what was the place up in Benson? Up in Benson, not in Benson. Uh, Blackstone. No, and the guys that had Avoli, the the Italian place. Oh,
0: that was up in Dundee. Dundee. So, yeah, what what was that place?
1: Oh, my gosh, the food was so Dario's. good. Dario's. Yeah. thank you. Yeah, so go hang out at Dario's. And, the, and, like, all they served there for alcohol yeah. was imported Belgian ales. And so I would drink these, like, these farmhouse Belgian ales. And if you have this, I'm sitting here going, like, oh, my God, they freaking nailed it. I mean, that is a great farmhouse ale.
0: So the next one, so we've already, this bottle's empty already. We haven't, we, we have not consumed all of it yet. They're still in the glasses. And I thought we'd go really fancy. I got fancy beer glasses. Out nice. Here. You like that? My wife picked those out for us. Uh, the next one we're going to drink, because we got two bottles out today, is the Single Farm Nelson, which is a dry hopped sour. Okay. That sounds really good. Yeah. Too. So now they did send us four cans and Owen right back there in the newsroom is drinking an Ambient. What do you think of that ambient there, the, Owen? Uh,
2: as I'm really getting into this now, this is like the strongest flavor of it. <laughs> Every sip, I'm like, "Oh my god, that's a lot of flavor." It's it's like apple pie, but uh, yeah. The uh, so, which, so it, it's a it's a stout with
0: cinnamon, uh, cocoa nibs, vanilla, and chilies. And that when sounds he, delightful. When he cracked it open, he goes, "Oh my god, that this is beer so is dark."
1: Which. Dark. <laughs> Okay, so what I want to know is, and I don't know if I have, I can't see if they actually put it on their label. What's that? I'm curious about like an alcohol by volume on these. Not because I'm getting hit with this, but I'm talking the the ambient that well, Owen's he, drinking. He, he said
0: very high. Okay, he he be, goes, don't, he, and I even mean, do Owen what, said that. He goes, I, about one of these is going to do.
1: Okay, do you know what ambient is? No. That's, that's like when somebody's like, hey, yeah, I, I take a sleeping pill at night to go to sleep ambient is the brand name for probably the most prescribed sleeping pills out there
0: all right so this one we're drinking right now is 2.5 abv so that's that's literally a non-alcoholic beer right i mean yeah. pretty darn close and i don't know i'm trying to figure oh, out wait, is, is it
1: on this label
0: yeah it's, it's on the bottom of the label oh and I don't, that, that can is just as dark as the beer i don't know if you can find the abv on that or not i
2: i can't even find i was looking for it earlier yeah, And this, this is ambient we,
1: we, not uh, oh, not ambient. It's yeah, ambient. ambient.
2: Ambient, like the sound. Gotcha. Uh, okay. All the
1: various flavors
2: are ambient.
0: There you go. There you go. But the, we got, uh, we got a coffee shop vibes to drink.
1: Okay. Yeah. So this is actually. So this is like all taste, no alcohol. Yeah.
0: We got a, uh, a continuance, which is a barrel aged strong ale, a blend of stouts, barley wines, and a quad, and a malt vin, which is a barley wine.
1: I'm kind of. How do you get something this like with that sour and that much ale taste without having had any freaking fermentation to create alcohol? Be a
0: really good brewery. Those guys are good. I mean, you saw it. The comments on your Twitter page yeah. were like,
1: "Dude, you guys hit
0: the we, like, you guys lit, hit the mother load.
1: Yeah, people lit that one up. Um, th- there's a handful of some of these breweries that I want to drink more beer from, and now this is one of them. I mean, one of the others that I really, that I like that, I mean, we got scented. I mean, it's another anesthesiologist sent it to us, was Treehouse Brewing. That They're like a Northeast. They're like Massachusetts, okay. Connecticut. But I I consistently talk to more and more people from the Northeast who say that's a big one. But yeah, you get some of these breweries that are not in this area. It's not the easiest stuff to get. But man, everybody who's had side project commented on it.
0: So you know, Thanksgiving is this week. Is beer at the table for for Thanksgiving? Why would it not be? Well, because we we tend to do the wine on Thanksgiving. Do you? Yeah, we we're, we're probably more of a wine family for yeah, I mean, Thanksgiving.
1: We'll do. I mean, we'll do anything. I just I'm not a big wine drinker. Yeah, you wouldn't last in this house because we go
0: through. I mean, Owen now is a wine drinker. He's over here drinking every single week uh, on the wine. I bet we go through. I bet we go through almost a case of wine a week—twelve bottles. That's a lot of vino.
1: You guys have a problem? Yeah, you think so? Like when I'm sitting here, like me, yes, and I'm like, damn, yeah. You yeah. guys drink a lot,
0: and then you know, in two weeks, I'm going to Italy, so I'm going to be drinking a lot of wine.
1: You got to be ready for it. Yeah, though. yeah. I'm, I'm you prepping. You got to condition your yeah, liver. That's exactly what you don't want to go in out of shape. Hey, it's like it's like football practice or wrestling practice. You don't use two a days to get in shape for the season. You get in shape four two-a-days. Oh, okay. That's what you're it. doing now. You yeah. don't go to Italy to get your liver ready. You get no. your liver ready to go to Italy. See,
0: that's a great way to look at it. Thank you for... Thank that you for, might
1: be a t-shirt.
0: That, that, it, it might we be. We might
1: need to think about that.
0: So we'll need to. Ha- we we'll, we'll get with our buddy Mike Draper in, uh, at Raygun and see yeah, if we, we can gotta come up with that. we got
1: to come up with something yeah. based off of that. Speaking
0: of that, I don't have it with me, um, but we do have... Uh, fourth and one is why God created fullbacks t-shirts. Uh, we'll put the link in the YouTube description. We'll also put the link in the Podbean description. If you want to get one of those big, great stuff stock, stocking stuffer for, Christmas. Again, fourth and one is why God created fullbacks. Uh, and you can also uh, night and day difference is also a t-shirt that's up there. And the, 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 the original, the sorry, Dave t-shirt is also there. Speaking of Thanksgiving, I, you know, this, this comes up a lot. A lot of people don't do the turkey. They like to do a ham or a roast beef. What do you, you on Thanksgiving?
1: Yeah, we're kind of surfing, turfing it. Surf and turfing it, really? Yeah, I'll probably get some kind of beef, probably do like a pork tenderloin. And I thought
0: then you were we... American. You're not American. Why can't you celebrate like the pilgrims?
1: I like red meat. Uh, so do I. But yeah, I pilgrims I... are a bunch of freaking Brits. <laughs> Screw those guys. I'm <laughs> I'm eating beef for Thanksgiving, dude.
0: <laughs> you know, I don't care what meat it is. We We traditionally have turkey. You know what I want? All I want are mashed potatoes, just tons and tons. Yeah, and tons I think I'm of gonna ask potatoes. my mom.
1: i think I'm going to ask my mom to make like the, you know, the shredded cheesy potatoes. See, I
0: do the exact opposite. I don't put cheese in my potatoes. You know what I put? Butter and sauerkraut. In See, my you know, it's,
1: oh, sauerkraut! Yeah, that, I bet that'd be good because I love sauerkraut. But butter. You know what that is? Dairy. dairy it's dairy yeah and it's good any kind of dairy is good i love my cheesy potatoes i though. can't
0: believe being the check boy that you are you've never put sauerkraut in your mashed potatoes
1: i've done so i've done like uh do you know what's really good i mean i've had like augrot and potatoes i guess that have like sauerkraut huh that was good
0: cranberries yes or no
1: uh time and place sometimes i like them sometimes i don't i
0: hate them hate them stuffing yes or no
1: yes okay my wife makes just a killer sausage stuffing. It's amazing. Sausage stuffing? Yeah, it does like a whole bunch of like pork sausage in it. Oh, it's so good. Do you know what's good? Adding adding swine to your carbs. That's, that's freaking money right there, dude. Dude, have you ever sat there and thought, I'm going to add sausage to this, or I'm going to add bacon to this, and had it not be better uh no i don't think i i have come up with something that you can't add bacon to and make it better but yeah it, yeah she does it's this sauce so, it's this like pork sausage stuffing that's just amazing oh and it's ma- a meal in and of itself
0: did your mother make anything you like are you uh, did, what, do we do anything traditionally on thanksgiving i'm just trying to think
1: uh, mom makes stuffing
0: yeah, yeah. it's good yeah.
2: i like it uh, every,
1: anything they make i like See? Yeah. I mean but so I mean I'm probably gonna like grill grill some red meats and then we had a friend who got us a bunch of uh golf shrimp from from the te- they were down in Texas, got a bunch of golf coast shrimp that they brought up. So we're gonna grill that up. That's uh, gonna be money See, dude.
0: See, Owen's gonna try to change your mind because um and I'm I, I, I've I, I gotta taste some tuna last week on this, but he just
1: got himself a blackstone okay oh okay you don't have to convince me on the Blackstone I want one see you did steak really well yeah
2: we, we did uh well and you were saying the tuna steaks too we were doing yeah. those tuna steaks and then uh on Thursday I did I did uh some New York strips I got at Costco and uh man I they turned out great I was I was kind of surprised but it was it was really
1: good yeah the uh, for the for the tuna steaks because I love seared tuna leave it just like completely raw in the yeah. middle. Oh god, that's that's great. But yeah, like a Blackstone or some kind of griddle grill is perfect for that.
0: See, I I got too much stuff in my backyard though. I got a full yeah, grill. I, do too. I got just, the
1: Traeger. Yeah, I, so I, I mean, I don't think I actually want an actual Blackstone. So I've got a kind of a I just got a big old Weber gas grill. Yeah. But they make like griddle inserts. So that's actually what I need is Oh. Is I need to just go get one of those Weber griddle inserts because it's the grill's big enough. It's got like three grill insets. Yeah, just take one of those out and put the griddle insert in it.
0: I make that makes perfect sense. That way yeah. you don't have to buy the the blackstone because exactly. you're getting the same you're getting the same thing anyway. Right? Exactly. Okay. That, that makes I mean, a I might.
1: The only thing I could think about with the blackstone would be so I've got a I've got kind of one of those Coleman tailgate grills and it's kind of the nicer bigger one, but I've had it for probably ten years now. It's still great, it's still in good shape, but at some point that thing's gonna burn out. And when it does, at at whatever point it does, I'm gonna get like the tailgate size. Yeah. uh blackstone is the replacement i think by the way
0: if i forget because uh, we're probably going to be talking for another you know hour or so about blackstone about blackstone yes uh <laughs> and ha- beer. happy thanksgiving to everybody i know it, it, the holidays are here they can be tough for some people um but happy thanksgiving hope everybody has a, a, a happy day and uh, eat, you get to eat really really well uh the huskers go to wisconsin another close game another loss and this one seems to bother you, it seemed, more than most, Rob. You, you, you've been pretty I, – I, I, your, your grades, I thought, were pretty harsh.
1: Um, which, you know, because I had a lot of people were like, oh, yeah, the, they were way worse than the grades you gave. You, like, graded on the on the nice end of the curve on this. Really? I, I, that was most of the commentary huh. I got, which, I mean, and some of it was on – I think I gave the defense a B plus. Which, if you went in and looked – I mean, the defense did, if you look at the stats, if you, you look at the yardage, they held Wisconsin to, to a yardage and point level that I looked at and thought, this should have been good enough to win if the offense and the special teams did just good enough to win. And offense and special teams did not do good enough to win so let, let's start with not good enough to win because
0: nebraska had the ball back last drive uh needed um could have gone for the win instead played for the tie and which is almost contradictory to what it did last week when it tried to go for the uh, uh go for the win and had to kick a field goal to uh, to keep it going and so let let's uh uh Let's hear what Matt Rule had to say about the the last drive and his philosophy uh, behind it.
3: Yeah, you know, I, I wanted to I wanted to make sure that uh, we got into field goal range first. You know what I mean? I wanted to make sure that um, um, we had a chance to to get down. We were going to take one shot at the end zone. You know, kind of a kind last week. You know, I, I felt good about the kick. I wanted to make sure he got in, in range to make the kick. Give him a chance to give him a chance to take a shot at the end zone and go from there. So. um Looking back, maybe maybe should have called that earlier. So maybe we had two shots at the end zone. But uh, you know, I know a lot of a lot of people ask me why I didn't just run the ball last week and kick it last week. So you know, um, I thought we had a good play there. Uh, Billy, uh, you know, gave Billy a chance, kind of the same thing we did before the first half, and then um, kicked it. So you know, we got big, ran the ball because we wanted to make sure that we wanted to make sure that uh, we were within within range, and then got the first down. Um, but uh, that, that was really kind of the thought process.
0: Need to correct myself because Nebraska turned the ball over last week against Maryland. They didn't kick it uh, because they were going for the touchdown. Here they had three timeouts left, Rob. Lots of time, and chose just to play fairly conservative and, and go for the tie and go to overtime.
1: Well, and that was the thing. I, I, I made a, I, I put a tweet out there, and a lot of people commented on. Okay, it's a totally different situation. And it is. I mean, it is different from last. week. And in the comment I had on Twitter, which was essentially last week. Everybody was like, "Yeah, you should have run it three times and then kicked it." This week, it's we sh- we we ran it three times and kicked it, and we shouldn't have. I, I mean, it's it was and every and I I made the point on Twitter. I made the point. Yeah, listen, I get it. It's apples and oranges situationally, and I do understand that. I just thought it was kind of an interesting thought process by the coaching staff in both situations, and I probably would have liked to have seen them do the opposite in both situations. There's always a little bit of information, knowledge, and decision-making process that happens behind the scenes on the part of these coaches that we don't know about and may never know about. And so, I, I get that as well, too, that maybe there's some reasons they did decide to do the things the way they did it but
0: okay well I, I, let me try to explain it in, in simple terms in my my small brain compared to your very large brain is that last week uh you're tied all you need is a field goal to win right i mean that's why you run the clock down kick the field goal don't go for the win because you've been a turnover machine here you need the field goal to tie to get to overtime and you're thinking if you go for it are those turnovers going to rear their their, their ugly heads again? So I, I, I'm i with you. Reverse it because yeah. the two situations are different.
1: The, the, the turnover fear has to be present, though, in the, in the minds of these coaches. And sometimes it's players get into their own heads a lot. You look at kickers. You look at quarterbacks. That gets into their heads, and then they start worrying about it. Then they play tight. Then they do turn the ball over. So uh, they got to worry about that a little bit. Um I, the biggest question I had was the clock management side of it because you do have three turn. I'm sorry, three timeouts. Uh, and God, even my wife even made the comment and I think it was actually in reference to an earlier game during the season in regards to like, why didn't they just call a timeout there, let everybody catch their breath, that you've got more time at least to deal with maybe run a couple of extra plays because of it. Her comment was that there's no points awarded for having timeouts remaining after a game. Use them. And I just, my thought, I just, I I didn't understand that at the end of regulation. Why? But, you know, you're actually moving the ball on the ground fairly well. I get it. You want to play conservative. You want to keep the ball on the ground but there's not, there really isn't enough time for Wisconsin to make a big play and go the length of the field. I could see Maryland doing that. Don't get me wrong. Maryland did have the capability to do it. They only did it on one series versus Nebraska. But they're built.
0: Wisconsin's not built for that.
1: No, they just aren't built for that. Maryland had the guys. You want to have a two-play eighty-yard drive? Maryland can do it. That's not Wisconsin. So I think that argument goes throws out the window. So yeah, just keep the ball on the ground after two of those runs they had, call a timeout, you're going to be able to squeeze in a couple more plays. You're still going to get into field goal range, and you're still going to have the opportunity to probably take at least two shots at the end zone. And if somebody asked me on Twitter today as well, too, yeah, don't throw a fade pass to Billy Kemp. Throw the fade pass to Malachi Coleman.
0: Um, the the surprise maybe on Saturday, or maybe it wasn't a surprise. But Chuba Purdy made his first start at quarterback, and you know what? I, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I thought it was the best quarterback play that Nebraska's had all year.
1: Yes, I I totally agree. Now, I mean there there's been times that Heinrich had some really good, had some nice runs, a couple of nice pass completions. Hell, Jeff Sims there's a couple of passes Jeff Sims had early this year that were outstanding. I mean, it's not like those guys are completely. inept. Yeah. I'm talking but, from a total package, but though. from a total package standpoint, yes, I totally agree. And the thing that's interesting to me, and again, I don't know the full story. I don't know how many reps Chuba got in practice last year. I don't know Chuba's injury situation last year, let alone the better part of this season. Um, but when Chuba played last year, there was a couple of times they had him for large chunks out there playing last year. He did not look good. I did not think he looked like a very good quarterback. This was the most extensive action we've seen from him, and I agree, and I'm sitting here going like, God, why haven't we seen this earlier? And I get the whole injury thing, and he's kind of maybe finally healed up a bit. But, I mean, you look at that touchdown run he had on that, on that scramble – damn, that does not look like a guy who's been battling a groin injury all season.
0: Well, and and that's a good point because uh, this is coming out on Sunday, but if you subscribe to the YouTube channel or go to our YouTube channel, Monday morning uh, there is going to be a doc's diagnosis on Chubba's touchdown run. And you can see right at the point, he turns on the afterburners, man. Dude. And he – we haven't seen that in a long long time you said it was uh, the fastest since a guy <laughs> named Martinez yeah
1: it's like fastest quarterback we've seen not named Martinez
0: yeah it's interesting uh, Matt Rule talked a little bit about Chubba's performance and what he said at the end is 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 interesting so listen to the whole thing but pay pay particular attention to the end of it
3: I thought Chuba played really well um you know one play along the sideline where, you know, maybe it was an interception and the ball went out of bounds, but I thought he protected the football. I thought he pulled the da- ball down when they went to run. Um, you know, they've uh, I, thought, I thought he converted third downs. I thought he was hot in the first half. He thought he ran the football. You know, we didn't call a lot of designed quarterback runs or anything like that, but he, um, he was uh, doing a nice job, in my opinion, of just, if it wasn't there, pulling the ball down and going. So, um, you know, obviously we had to hit a little bit of a lull there at the beginning of the second half. Um, that's you know, kind of watching them. That's kind of what they've done to people, and um, um, but found a way at the end to go make some plays. So for his first start for us, you know, this year I thought it was uh, I thought it was really something to build on. Something, something to, to build, build on. on.
0: So my question to you is: Chuba Purdy,
1: the quarterback of the future for Nebraska? Only a sophomore, twenty-two years old. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to give you a great big maybe there, but it's. The more I think about this, because I know a lot of people have talked dude, and I have too. Like what's your portal wish list? Three old linemen and two quarterbacks. Okay. God, good old linemen are hard to find in the portal. Yes. They just don't move around much. You know what good old
0: if you if you're a good old lineman and you're gonna get in the portal unless you're where are you gonna go? You're gonna go to the National Football League if you're a good old lineman, right? Yeah. And if you're a junior I mean, above. I mean,
1: think about some of these guys. I mean, I'm thinking about oh uh, I'm blanking on their names, but I mean, you had guys like, was it uh, a couple of guys that Northern Iowa's put out over the last couple of years? One of them starting at right tackle for the Bills.
0: But he actually stayed at Northern Iowa. He made the commitment not That's to That's my court. point, yeah.
1: is those guys, There's they don't need to leave. They're killing it at that level. They're going to the NFL. Um, North Dakota State the big kid, came in as a tight end and just developed and turned into a huge lineman for the Bison. He was, I think, a second-round pick this year. Uh, there's a lot of really, really good guys who've come out of the D2 and FCS level and are playing O-line in the NFL right now. Those guys either, A, they don't transfer, or if they do, they go to Michigan or Alabama or Georgia. They, they I mean, they're going where they're gunning for a, for a Power Five national title and monstrous amounts of NIL money. There are, it's hard to get good old linemen through the portal. Now, here's the other thing. It's hard to get a good quarterback through the portal. And the reason is it, it's easy with the portal to look at the situation and just say, hey, let's – well, dude, just go get a good quarterback through the portal. There's not a lot of good quarterbacks out there.
0: Well, and here's what's going to start happening, right? is that how do you know what a good quarterback is? Because, and if you're that good, that team's NIL is probably going to use the money to keep you there anyway.
1: Yeah, and I mean, good quarterbacks tend to stay where they're at. Guess what? Michael Penix wasn't ever going to leave Washington. I mean, you look at what Bo Nix has done at Oregon. Um, but that's...
0: He started at Auburn, right? Yeah. he so, I mean, started at in Indiana, though. Remember? Oh, did he really? Yeah, he started okay.
1: Indiana. Well, and those are guys who I think ended up in good coaching situations, it, and but, he got
0: injured. It ju- it just all worked out. Yeah. He started Indiana. And I mean,
1: and you can look at like I mean the other one. Um, you look at Burroughs. I mean, Lee's Ohio State goes to LSU. I, I mean, but that's going to be few and far between, and, and it world. is. And a lot of these guys. I mean, when Bo Nix was at Auburn. He was one of those guys. Yeah, he was a pretty good, solid quarterback. But God, the Auburn faithful freaking hated him. Yes, he was not a favorite of the Auburn fans. And I mean, again, in the situation with Joe Burrows, everybody talks about like, oh yeah, Nebraska didn't didn't offer him. Okay, yeah, I get it. But guess what? When he left Ohio State. Kind of the underlying current was was like, well, he's probably a halfway decent quarterback, and yeah, maybe LSU can do something with him. But the fact is is that he was sitting at like third string at Ohio State. I mean, there's kind of this mindset of people where they look at a former three, four, five star kid who leaves a big power five school. Okay, there's a reason they didn't pan out where they were at. Now, sometimes they do the, – the, sometimes, the, sometimes God, lightning strikes and they end up in a great situation like Penix and Bo Nix or Burroughs. But, God, those are few and far in between. I mean, the usual thing that happens is you take a gamble and you go get a Jeff Sims. Or Casey Thompson makes a gamble and leaves and goes to – I mean, what if Casey Thompson stayed – it's a million dollar question, but, if he's but the, you it,
0: can't play that game. You'll go crazy.
1: I, oh no, I get it. I'm just saying, if Casey Thompson stays in, stays in Lincoln, and stays healthy, that and that's kind of a key thing, by the way. But if he stays in Lincoln and stays healthy, he's our starting quarterback, probably third game on. I would agree with you on that. At least, maybe even second game onward. All of a sudden, and so. It's. I mean, God, you don't know how this stuff's gonna pan out. But I mean, dude, Casey made a gamble. He he. Now, and I think Rule told him, "Hey, you're probably not going to be the starter here. If you want to hit the portal, hit the portal. But you're not going to be the guy that starts the season." Well, he he goes. Was it Florida Atlantic or is it FIU? He went to Florida Atlantic. Then he so, blew out his ACL. Yeah, which again, the, the the ACL thing in my mind's a here nor there. You don't know if that's going to happen. Might not have happened if. He might have blown his knee might not have blown his knee had he stayed but he went there he got he was up and down there he didn't have Trey Palmer so it's those are gambles most quarterback uh transfer portal moves are going to be a bit of a gamble they just are
0: you know let's look at Chubb's numbers 14 carries yesterday. Uh, net 105 yards, the longest with that 55-yard touchdown run. Passing. This is why I surprised. I was surprised you gave the passing game a C minus because he was 15 to 23. The one pick was the last play in overtime. So I don't
1: know, and I don't. I wasn't counting that pick against.
0: Yeah, and because even Matt Rule in his press conference, he said we didn't have any turnovers. They're like, well, the last play. He's like, yeah. whatever. I mean, that that. I mean, think about it. Nebraska didn't turn the ball over. No fumbles. No interceptions. I
1: get it, and that was great. It makes a difference. Yeah um but they still
0: lost because everybody's like well if you just don't turn the ball over you're gonna win football games
1: there were some passes in some clutch situations where he didn't have a completion that i I thought he should have made he just and that's time with his receivers that he doesn't have in terms of seeing those guys in a game setting game speed with a pass rush in his face that that you, you got to have just that time on the field, and if you don't have it, some of those throws aren't going to be well, there. But that's an experience thing.
0: Well, and let me ask you this: because up until this week, really didn't take reps with the number one, right? And one week of practice with the number ones isn't going to get you up to speed. With it's
1: anybody. not, and that's and, and that. So I, I kind of I get that. Um, the other thing that it, when I when I'm doing my passing grades. I do count the offensive line's pass blocking in with the passing grade. I I think that's confusing to a lot of people. And I think the rush, the the O-line did okay. It was far from great. But there was a couple of times there I, I thought they should have had the pass rush not in his face, and it was
0: um you gave the special teams uh some low grades and rightfully so uh just running through it you know punting five punts of 35.2 yard average just one inside the 20. we
1: need an upgrade there tristan
0: alvano with another missed field goal you're gonna i I know what happens
1: i'm still a believer there with him um i i actually think he's I, i still think he's gonna be a rock star i think he is a rock star uh, I think he's the best kicker on the roster, and I don't think they're going to find somebody in the portal better than Alvano because he's very good. The The punting situation, we need an upgrade. Now, here's the thing. If you've ever been on a team with a really good punter, and I've been on teams with some really good punters. Darren
0: Erstad was a great punter.
1: Darren Erstad was an NFL-caliber punter. Uh, if you've got a very good punter – you realize how much of a defensive weapon they are. I like that beer, by the way. That's oh amazing. Um, the uh but yeah, a good punter is an absolute weapon. The number of field flips we had with Erstad was mind blowing. Mike Stiggy was a really good punter, Jesse Kush was a really good punter. Byron Bennett for one year was our starting punter. Everybody remembers him as the kicker, but he was he was an amazing punter. And so th- those guys are like I said, they're freaking weapons. If you've got a good punter, you can't underestimate that. And if you don't have one, you just don't realize how much of a weapon a good punter can be.
0: We're going to get into it in uh, in a little bit with the Iowa game, but you know Iowa fans have a shirt that say punting is winning because Tory Taylor is one of the best punters in the country. And he's going pro. And he's, I mean, think about that. He, he could come back for another year. He's like, I'm a punter, and I'm going to go pro. Yeah. I, I mean, that doesn't happen that often. Not a lot. So Not a lot. Yeah. But uh, anything else about the special teams that
1: just drove you nuts? The punny and that's the thing. I mean, grading special teams, single plays play into it. And I mean, the punting consistently just wasn't there. The miss field goal plays into that stuff. I mean, that's you miss one field goal when you really could use three points. Yeah, that counts against you. Yeah. That that costs games. A blocked extra point, and I know that didn't happen. Oh, but think about but it, it, that you, can cost a game.
0: You miss a field goal, you would. You're in a lot better situation if you make the field goal. Then you're playing for a win at the end.
1: Yes. 100%. Then it's the exact same situation yes. as last week. And it does turn into this all right, let's run the ball three times, burn clock, and we're just going to kick the field goal. So it, th- yeah, it's that's a game changer. So that missed field goal, yeah, that really counts against you in a grade in a game like that.
0: Uh, Don't forget that uh, Fred, and we mean Betfred, is your guy when you want to bet. Now get the No Sweat First Bet bonus. Your first qualifying bet of $20 or more will be matched with a Fred bet up to $105 if it loses. Use the promo code RUSH. Uh, Basketball season is back and better than ever thanks to Betfred's new Trey Day promo. Every week, one lucky Wednesday or one lucky Wednesday game will be selected as the trade day game of the week where you can get a Fred bet for every three-pointer made by the top scorer. Terms and conditions do apply must be 21+. plus. Wagers only accepted in the states where Betfred is doing business. You can find all those at Betfredsports.com. And if you do have a gambling problem, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Connor Ord, Ord-Horgan. He's a good dude. He's, he was texting us last week, uh, had some questions for us. Connor is a friend of the podcast, a licensed sports agent, and a litigator in the state of Nebraska. He works directly with athletes and businesses to help them navigate the ever-changing landscape of name, image, and likeness. Connor is also fo- focused on corporate and personal injury litigations in both Nebraska and Iowa. He can work with you on your business planning, estate planning, and real estate transactions. Call Connor today at 402 408 648 how about Husker Hounds? All Adidas sideline gear is 25% off through the month of November, so time is running out. Uh, Antigua quarter zips for men regularly 95 bucks, on sale for $59.99, and Christmas ornaments and Christmas tree socks all 20% off through November. Two locations in the Omaha area, the Superstore at 84th and Center and out west at 171st and Lakeside Hills Plaza. Or you can make it easy on yourself and shop huskerhounds.com where you get free shipping on orders over $50 bucks and a flat shipping rate of $4.95 on any. Anything under fifty dollars. Uh, up next, Rob, because was or Nebraska is sitting at five and six, one game to become bowl eligible. Iowa comes to Memorial Stadium as the Big Ten West Division champions. They're already in the Big Ten title game. Hang a batter. Well, they probably will in Iowa City. But uh, it's been an interesting year. You and I haven't had much ribbing this year between both <laughs> schools because I, I listen. I host the Iowa Hawkeye call in post game show. You guys know my, my my affection for Iowa. They're nine and two. How they're nine and two? I'm trying to figure out. But it's the exact opposite of Nebraska. What is it, uh, Matt Rule? Owen oh four in one score games. Iowa's like, margin of victory. They're like
1: they're like nine and oh in one it, score. It, games. It's
0: absolutely crazy. The one score games. The only one they lost of a one score game was the Minnesota game, which. You can make an argument, you know. They got screwed in that, but but the, when they get in a close There's situation, a call. it technically it, 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 technically. Technically it was. Technically. I, I, I'm not
1: going to dispute that. See people, Travis hates Iowa. I he do not. It was a good call. I do
0: not. Uh, I think it was a shit call. But I guess if you know by the rule book, sure. I I've even asked some officials. We know a guy. We know a guy, and they're like, "Yeah, wouldn't have called it." I I mean, so it's just different. Yeah,
1: it's... Okay, well, here's the thing. There is a difference between was it technically the correct call and there is some subjectivity to officiating, and there is those, yeah, I'm probably not calling it in that situation. Yeah, I mean... I get it. Yeah. Now... Should he have called it? No. Now I'm not going into the. Did game this he, sh- Was it technically the correct call? Yeah. Yes. See, the problem there is I know I'm totally regressing to a few weeks ago, but the problem with that is because it went to review to see if he had stepped out, and they looked at it and discussed the fact that technically the correct call would be. It's that illegal hand motion or whatever the call ended up being. However, I I don't know the exact terminology, but if you want to look at it, that's the problem there is that it was one of these, you've got a group of officials off camera, off microphone, behind the scenes discussing this. When that goes to, like when the review goes to review by the Big Ten, The Big Ten officials are going to look at the officiating crew who was doing the review and saying, hey, the technical rule book call here should have been to see that there was, in fact, an illegal hand motion, and that's what should have been called. Those guys are going to get docked if they don't call it.
0: Yeah, because at that point, you yeah, have to do the right didn't. thing.
1: They did not call it in the course of the game. So when you say like, yeah, we talked to an official, and he was like, yeah, I wouldn't have called that. Guess what? Those officials in the course of the game didn't call it. It was a review booth call. Um Nebraska, Sorry, I totally went on a tangent fine. there.
0: But. Nebraska, yeah, Iowa's won 18 of its last 19 games in November, which is impressive, right? Yes. That only loss was to Nebraska a year ago. The reason I'm not optimistic as an Iowa fan is that the quarterback for Illinois, the Paddock kid, did a really good job yesterday. And I, look at Chub- I looked at Chubba Purdy going, okay, if he's healthy, because he said even after the game, trainers would have to take a look at it. He might be feeling it more. He's got some groin stuff that he has to deal with. But if Chubba plays like he did against Wisconsin, I think that gives the Iowa defense fits. It creates a completely different – because Iowa's never dealt well – with a mobile quarterback, it has it. If has you've
1: it. got somebody who can run and Chubb is healthy and can do what he did against Wisconsin, at least in that first yeah. quarter, that's a difference maker. I I still go back to the fact that you don't have a Trey Palmer on the team right now. Now, do we have guys who have blazing speed, dude? That touchdown by Jalen Lloyd. Oh yeah! Damn. Coleman has speed. Speed kills Coleman. Has, exactly. Coleman. Yeah. Yeah, we, we got to watch Jalen Lloyd go head to head with Coleman in a lot of track meets in the state of Nebraska, and Jalen usually has Coleman's number. But I mean, you, you're talking about you're talking about guys that, I mean, this is a difference between like a four one eight forty and a four one six five forty.
0: I'm going right? to be honest with you. I I've changed. If Harburg was still the quarterback, or even Jeff Sims, I feel a lot better about Iowa winning the game. Chuba changes my perspective. So on here's it. my
1: question: Is it a turnover thing? It's or a turnover Is it, or thing. Is it a skill set? It's thing? A,
0: it, both. I think. It, I think it, because I think Chubba's is a better passer than Heinrich. Yes. I think he's Oh, he's a better
1: e- passer than anybody else we've yeah. seen this and year. And he's an
0: equal runner to Sims. I think he's a better runner than than Harburg because he's got the Jets. We saw it. he, he yeah. he's got Although, a different gear, man.
1: So here's the difference with Chubba that I saw in that Wisconsin game that I have not seen from Harburg or Sims. Because both Harburg and Sims, they can fly. You don't get 70-yard touchdown runs against Colorado and outrun Travis Hunter like Sims did. Um, Harburg as well, too, against several of those games where he's had some big touchdown runs. I haven't seen somebody hit that high gear in an instant. That touchdown run that, that that Chubba had. You can see it. Oh, my God. It's just he he does like – he plants his foot, boom. Yeah. You can see it on the screen in real time. It's just like, ooh, that's impressive. That, that zero to 60 in an instant capability, not a lot of guys have that, and I agree. That's one thing he's got over Sims and Harbor. So
0: that's where my confidence level has gone down a little bit. Now, my confidence comes up because even without Cooper DeJean and – Listen, I hate it when great players from any team get hurt. That that was a significant loss. Dude,
1: what what was the injury?
0: Uh, he has a oh, cast. Okay, he has a just cast ca- below the knee, uh, over his uh, so it goes over his foot and up through uh, up over his cast.
1: Well, what's the injury? They,
0: they're not. They're just saying a lower leg injury. And that's
1: I, all I've heard. I didn't. Know I think it was he broke. This.
0: I think he probably broke an ankle or broke a. Bro- is it, what is it the femur down below or is it what is it below now the
1: knee? i'm going with i'm going to go i'm going to go with a uh, a distal fibula fracture uh, what or like a the, the other term would be a lateral malleolar fracture.
0: well they said he'd be he wouldn't really be available till after in, into january so it, it, is that a long what, what, what?
1: yeah so i mean that i mean yeah six weeks eight weeks okay
0: so he's out for the rest of the season that's a tough loss. because he Yeah, he's went, really good. He's really good. And he's fun unless, to watch.
1: Unless he's making illegal hand motions and helping Minnesota out.
0: <laughs> so how about this? The early over-under on this, the, the, uh, the point total, 27 and a half. So what people need to get ready for, if you haven't watched a lot of Iowa football, I have, um, he plays a chess game. Get ready for a chess game. If no turnovers happen in this game, it's going to be flip the field, flip the field, flip the field. That's that, where punting comes in huge. It, Iowa lives off punting.
1: It does, and that's where I worry because last year you had two things happen: Iowa turned the ball over. How many turnovers did they have last? I have to year? go back.
0: I think three or four.
1: God, yeah, it was a bunch. I think I thought Iowa had five, but I thought like the. Like the net, because I thought Nebraska ended up with a couple of turnovers as well that kind of righted that ship a little bit. But a couple of things you had those Iowa turnovers, and then you had Trey Palmer. Yeah. So the turnovers are a gamble. If Iowa doesn't turn it over, Nebraska is going to have some issues. We don't have Trey Palmer. I'm worried. The, the, like like I said, I've talked about this before. This is the barest I've ever seen the cupboard down in Lincoln in, in terms of overall talent. And I say that, and I'm also referencing the fact that you've got these injuries. Harburg's beat up. You've lost three or four running backs. You've lost two or three wide receivers. You've lost half the offensive line. This is not a healthy team, and it wasn't that good to begin with. And so that worries me a lot. When last year we did have those turnovers, we did have Trey Palmer. We don't have that now. This is this is going to be a little bit of a different dynamic and I think people are like, "Oh I yeah, mean, we just got to do what we did to Iowa last year." I'm like, "Okay, well, we're not going to be able to because we don't have Trey Palmer and we we I mean, we really need Padilla or uh, Petrus back there at quarterback Padilla. and we
0: don't you have Deacon Hill, who is uh, 258 pounds. He actually had a decent run yesterday. That dude's a Illinois. tight end. That's he, going to be another yeah.
1: Zach Miller. He's going to get drafted, go to the NFL, and they're going to turn him into a tight end. Now, and it, everybody's going to be like, "God damn it! Look, Iowa's got another tight end in the NFL." Uh, yeah, they, except he was a quarterback.
0: Uh, and strength is a pretty decent tight end. Uh Pascuzzi's not bad, it, but it, it's just going to be a boring football game. Get ready for. I mean. Just get ready for a really boring, low scoring football game. And it I I'd like to try to predict a winner. I, early in the year I actually said Nebraska was going to beat Iowa. I'm not convinced of that now. I I was nine and two, Nebraska's five and six, but there's really not that much difference between the two teams because the well, Big Ten West is just yeah. that fucking bad.
1: And again, there hasn't been much difference between these teams all year, no. whether it's Wisconsin, Minnesota, Illinois. Purdue's pretty bad yeah I'll I'll give it to them they're pretty bad uh Northwestern I mean Nebraska beat Northwestern Iowa beat Northwestern yeah so I mean I mean it's just it's yeah it's all of these teams they're that well and that's the thing I mean for Nebraska you looked at their schedule once you got past the first few games was one of those okay we're gonna lose to Michigan but outside of that it's it is 100 i was going to say it's 100% 50-50 it it is a 50-50 proposition every week and i was in that same boat now the difference is it's kind of like what you said god this is iowa's wheelhouse it is they love that shit I don't even know if they love it. They're just that's where they live and they're good at it. They don't get phased by it. They they are comfortable with a game being tied halfway through the fourth quarter. And and when I say the game being tied, usually it's like a 10-10 or 13-13 game. I mean, they just
0: hell at one point yesterday I thought they were actually going to hit the over. They didn't. Uh, but, <laughs> but, but but now Rob, I'd like your opinion on this cuz you and I are probably going to differ here. I think this rivalry is is blossoming into exactly what I wanted it to be when Nebraska joined the Big Ten. And the Boring truth, football? Well, no. There's there's hatred between the two. There really is. Yeah. And, and Iowa, whether you like it or not, is in Nebraska fans' head. They are. And, and, and the, I only say that because Scotty from Husker Hounds, God bless him, good sponsor, he's got all this beat Iowa shit you don't see that with really any other team. They've no. loaded it up. They're inside people's heads. They, yeah, they, they want. I'll give you that. They, they. This has become. I think what we like about college football. We the, like the border war here, and it's developing into a win good o- rivalry. The
1: win over Iowa last year. I, I mean, thing. Did it, it, God? This seems like it was a thousand years ago. It does, doesn't? But it? But do you remember there was like this absolutely beautiful. I don't know what it was, a few days to a week or so after the Iowa game last year where we're sitting here going, well, shit, maybe Mickey Joseph gets a chance at the coaching job and this and then then all of that blew up. All of that came out of the end of the season and the win over Iowa. Yeah. There there was kind of like this absolutely beautiful – level of like optimism or okay well scott's gone and you know what that's probably an okay thing it was a painful move but we finally made it we're moving forward and we beat iowa it was like a sense of relief it was it was great now
0: i took it personal but but you know what? but then i look back and go i don't
1: know why as a north northern iowa panther fan stop
0: it i am a northern iowa panther fan because mark farley's a good dude uh but uh why do you
1: hate kirk ferentz
0: i don't hate kirk ferentz
1: not anyway, a big Brian parents
0: the- fan, but he's gone. Damn. How about this? How about this? After he got fired, he has not wore a logoed gear on the sideline. Only a black polo with or black hoodie with no logo on it. Every other. I'm coach. a
1: little surprised they actually would allow him to do that. So yeah, am I. The, but you the know, what? your dad's a head coach yeah. at this point, it's not worth. Yeah, it's not like they can. What are they going to do? Fire you. <laughs> <laughs> The the other time I thought about that, a couple of years ago, uh, Stanford dropped wrestling. And in their last season, one of their wrestlers made it to the national finals and wrestled for the national title. Without Stanford gear In an all-black singlet with no logo on
0: it. And then they got the wrestling program back
1: because people stepped up with money. Well, and he did. But this guy, he ended up winning the national title. And he was one of kind of the... Sort of the the bell cows for bring Stanford wrestling back. But I mean I, I remember him going out there and watching the national finals and watching him win the national title. Technically as a Stanford wrestler in this completely logoless singlet. It was kind of baddest, And then he transferred. So, um, <laughs> by the way, I
0: sent you a tweet. I don't, you never responded to it. You see that uh, Wyoming tweet I sent you where they, oh, I commented on, oh, it. I didn't see that. I mean, Wyoming wrestled in a barn. That was the okay. fucking coolest thing I've handful, seen in a long time.
1: Yeah. And a handful of people sent me that. I know our, our, our guy, Cody. So Cody Mainquist, too. He phones in, he tweets it. He comments on, on anytime we do a YouTube live, he does, but Cody's a huge wrestling guy. Um, Cody runs the. It's the Any Wrestle, uh, Twitter page. Okay. Anyway, um, great guy. He's responsible for a lot of the high school rankings here in Nebraska. He sent it to me, and he knows a lot of these coaches personally, and and communicates them with them consistently. Thought that was freaking great, though. But it's and he was wearing chaps. <laughs> Chaps, cowboy boot you name hat. It. he had he had the,
0: had to walk around like the the cow pins or the or the horse pins to get, to go talk to the official
1: well he did and he's got to avoid the mat because i'm pretty sure he had spurs on would have chewed up the mat but listen wrestling coaches and
0: wrestlers are they're a different breed that was and awesome this has though. nothing to do with nebraska but it has something to do well, with, but with iowa if you guys go back if you can search it Look up, uh, because a lot of people have been focused on the gambling situation with Iowa and Iowa State. Oh, my God. Go watch watch Tom Brand's press conference and Kevin Dresser's press conference, and you'll go, oh, why don't more coaches speak like that? Because they did not hold back
1: whatsoever. Yeah. Well, and God, Iowa lost three guys off their wrestling team, and they were all national title contenders. Yes. Yeah. It I was mean, all top five in the nation caliber I mean, look,
0: look at Iowa. Iowa lost Noah Shannon, who's an NFL player, who yeah. he made a $30 bet on a women's basketball game. A $30 bet on a women's basketball
1: game. I get it. Hey, and here's the thing. Does the punishment fit the crime... No, no, but, but I, guess what? You broke the rule. All the and all these guys knew yes. the rule.
0: This is why I, I this is why but, I have to talk fans off a ledge because I said, do I disagree with the
1: punishment? Yes. No. But, well, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I disagree with the, the punishment. Punish, but but you, when did, you
0: know the rule going in, yeah.
1: that's what it is. Yeah, it's hard to argue against it. it. it, and, it and really, in this really case, is. do I agree? Do I even agree with the rule? No. Well. I I guess I understand there's the whole thing about, okay, you're an athlete at a school. If it's a different sport at your school, you're going to have a little insight. Because guess what? When I was at Nebraska, we're at the training table with the volleyball team, the women's basketball team, the wrestling team, the baseball team. The, we're drinking beers with the softball players. It's not like we don't know the ins and outs and inside information on the status of those players. And so I get it why that rules in place. The uh, but to me
0: the 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 big no no is don't bet on your own team. That to me that if you can't bet on your own and that's team
1: that's that's the so there's two there there's I, and I understand levels and I understand yeah. layers. You don't bet on your own team. You shouldn't and I and I think the other thing is is you, you can't bet on your own sport. And that's fair because you,
0: you know things about those teams exactly. Yeah.
1: And you can't bet on and, and this is where most of these guys got in, in trouble. Women's fucking basketball. But you can't bet on the on a, on another sport, but it's a team from your school. Again is that like maybe a second or third level or that, second or To third me that's layer? like a two
0: game suspension if you I do that. I get
1: it. Yeah, the punishment's bullshit, but uh but yeah, the the, the the fact is you know that. We got grilled on that big time. And that was 30 freaking years ago not to do that shit. And here's the thing. And now it wasn't it, legal back then. And now it's... What's that? And it wasn't legal back then. And I get it. And It's now legal it's, now. Well, it is. But here's the other thing. It's digital. Everything's digital. There is a digital fucking footprint for everything. Yep. I mean, there's... You You can't get a... If you really want to commit a crime in this day and age, it's hard. Good it's luck. It's really hard. You're 100% I a, correct. I got a friend... They're they're the assistant Douglas County prosecutor, just casual conversations with them about stuff criminals do. And it's like, yeah, there's no way to get away with this stuff anymore. There's a digital footprint or a video camera on every, you're driving around like a 2015 or newer car. Guess what? They can track the location of it GPS wise. No. You're walking around with a GPS transmitter in your pocket every day. Got that Apple Watch on or that Garmin watch? As you look at your wrist, it's right there.
0: They're tracking you. It's a They're government conspiracy. You.
1: Yeah, they didn't need to put microchips in a vaccine. We it, carry them around voluntarily. And AI is coming
0: over. Coming. Coming uh, is going to take over your life. I'm not even here. <laughs> I'm AI.
1: <laughs> Rob Zadisk is not real. The real Rob Zadisk had died two years ago in a car wreck.
0: How long till uh, a robot does anesthesiology? Seriously.
1: Yeah, that one's going to be tough. God, there's some there's some in the moment decisions you got to make. There is a there's a little. But finesse if you train a robot everything. to think, yeah, I suppose you could. And I think a lot of people think about that because you hear about robotic surgery. What it is, it's the robotic surgery is a surgeon using fine tuned micro instruments with a microscopic camera to do microsurgery. But there's a surgeon actually on the other end of that robot controlling all the movements of the robot. Well, you know so, what? Why,
0: why do I feel better? I, I would rather have a, a surgeon with instruments and actually working on me than a surgeon running a.
1: a, a game board council actually the game board <laughs> if, if, if the guy's well trained in it that shit's like talk about finesse it's amazing what they can do and the reason is, is so they can work on these little micro blood vessels tiny nerve fibers things like that and it's stuff that you, you couldn't do even with the smoothest of hands so that i get i mean you talk about the 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 like a game console. I mean, think about gastroenterologists and getting a colonoscopy or an upper endoscope. That's like, that's all game board stuff.
0: So when I got my colonoscopy last year, they just used like a,
1: you know, an Atari, no, a, kid, a, a no, game boy sitting, to go no, up my ass? No, they're sitting there. Pretty, well, it <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of it is actually. <laughs> but I mean, those fiber optic scopes, they, <laughs> there were literally studies that they did on gastroenterologists and which ones played a lot of video games as a kid and the guys who are kind of gamers growing up tended to have a better tended to have a better skill set for the endoscopies they oh, could control the equipment better
0: oh and there's a youtube short i think right there I, I could be i could be wrong but i think there's a youtube short right there oh man are you a video game player not, you know, not
1: much. I, I mean, my, I. My, my, my son likes his video games, and I've been known to hop on on occasion, so. Man, you know, uh, we, we haven't done this all year long. But it is Iowa's
0: Nebraska. Rob and I have a, a fun. You can see it behind us. I got the Hawkeye helmet. We got the Nebraska helmet.
1: With he got the jawless Hawkeye. Yeah, light yeah that's sign Owen's there. fault. He
0: ordered it. He got ripped off. He didn't know he got ripped off. Uh, yet. Not my fault. No, that's... but <laughs> yeah, you, you, when you picked it up, you, you forgot to go. Hey, dude, you forgot a beak. It works. <laughs> He's got half a beak. All the Iowa fans that watch you watch you, are like, dude, it's you've like got no, to
1: fix this. It's like no lower lower jaw. It's just back there drooling away. It, it,
0: the hawk had lip cancer. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
1: okay dude that's not funny
0: you laughed
1: yeah (laughs) wait long what's what's the line after enough time tragedy all turns into comedy it does doesn't it
0: um we we haven't done this all year but it's we it's our yearly uh it's our yearly fun pick a winner uh i were nebraska
1: nebraska score uh i'm gonna say let's say 20 i'm gonna say 24 14. What
0: fucking alternate universe are you living in?
1: You think I would. Oh, you're saying Iowa doesn't score 14. I don't think Nebraska scores 24. Did last year. Uh, It's a better defense last year. I'm going to go. Iowa had a better defense last year.
0: I'm going to go Iowa 9 7. There it is. Wow.
1: It's going to be a 16 point total. Yes.
0: Iowa 9-7. You say 24-14, I say 9-7. Wow, yeah, I'm I'm predicting a scoring explosion. So you're predicting some turnovers then. Yeah. Okay. All right. You know last week we 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 touched on it briefly.
1: And you said Iowa 9 to 7. I said
0: Iowa 9 to 7. You I'm said I'm surprised
1: you didn't you didn't throw out something there like uh like a, like an 8 to 6. And by the way, it's
0: three field goals.
1: Yeah, like an. Eight, I was not scoring a touchdown. I was going to say eight to six or like eleven to nine. Let's have a, like have a couple safeties. They did get in a safety there. yesterday. I mean, that's how they won fifteen. I know 13. that's my point. It's like I was going to pick up. It's probably going to pick up a safety. I'll give them that. Let's do this. I'm going to say twenty four because
0: They get a safety. Okay, he goes twenty four sixteen. Nebraska. I go nine seven. Iowa. So there you go. We'll compare it next week when we talk. Uh, last week we hit upon it a little bit. And we didn't spend a lot of time on it. There was a political hit job that took place on Trev Alberts and, uh, an online Nebraska nonprofit newspaper, uh, did a story about the, how Trev Alberts mismanaged finances at UNO. First of all, uh, you need to know how to operate a small non-profitable organization to learn how to uh, what what that really looks like did you talk to any other comparable athletic departments to see how they move money around to pay for stuff well, because which, it actually,
1: which honestly running a even a mid-major athletic department's like running a small Listen, country
0: I talked to Mark Farley the head coach from you from northern Iowa every Thursday if you knew what he did as a head coach to save money he's doing stuff that like Administrative assistants of administrative assistants do right. I mean, they do. There's just no money there. There's no money, and UNO is not a profitable athletic department. Never has been. Hockey is its biggest sport. You have to get creative in your finances. Well,
1: and and I've okay. So we talk Augustana football a lot. They don't make any money up there. We hang out after the games. We're tailgating post game because why not? It is always kind of weirdly like 65 and sunny in Sioux Falls. I don't know. There's a there's it's like the negative of north central Iowa. <laughs> like north central Iowa, there's a weird weather vortex. It's always th- like 29 degrees and overcast. Sioux Falls is always like 60 and 70. Six, 60 and sunny or sunny and 70, whatever. Um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia pretty much but it's nice so, so we we're saw always in two falls the show but we're yeah i know we're we're always tailgating after the game and you're sitting there and it's interesting because you're in the parking lot right outside the stadium and after the game i mean you've got all this equipment on the sidelines you got benches you've got um Probably heaters and fans got and heaters, all that shit. you got clipboards. You've got these big duffel bags filled with equipment, sideline Which, which coats. when
0: you played, a grunt would pick that shit up.
1: We're watching this, and I'm watching the D-line coach and the D-coordinator driving like the little— they got the big golf carts with the big bed. Yep. Like little mini pickup truck beds and back driving those back and forth between the stadium and the football storage facility, picking up and unloading all of this equipment after the game. And I'm sitting here just watching, and all I can think to myself, it's like, there were interns to the assistant equipment manager's it was, that that wasn't even stuff the equipment managers handled at Nebraska. It wasn't even the stuff the assistants to the equipment managers handled. I, that was the stuff the student interns handled. And I'm sitting here going like, all right. I mean, it's like once you get past D1 or not even D1, Power 5. It changes. That, that money changes a lot. And having the personnel to do that kind of stuff changes a lot.
0: And I remember when Lance Leipold, now the head coach at Kansas, was, was at UNO. And I don't know if it's still this way at Division Two or not. You'll have a better idea of this. Um, the head coach didn't have to teach class. Sister coaches had to teach. They still had to teach. He was doing, like, philosophy of football. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, it, it's just the money, the way you run an athletic department, you can't compare Nebraska to UNO because it's not even close to being on the same universe. Yeah. It's I mean, not.
1: It's not. Well, in a lot of these guys, it's kind of interesting because you. it's the equivalent of like back in the 1970s or 80s, even even in the 1980s NFL football players would go get an off-season job. Yeah. Cuz the money wasn't it wasn't the million dollars a year people think it was. So So but I, yeah, so the,
0: the timing of that was I, I when that came out I'm like, "Where is this coming from?" And then it all made sense because somebody got wind of Trev getting a contract extension and a pay raise. That's what happened. So they did a political hit piece a week beforehand. A week later, Ted Carter, who's on his way out to Ohio State, rewards Trev, and this may be controversial, rightfully so, with a contract extension and doubled his pay because he deserves it, first of all. I really do believe that. And that's why the hit piece happened. But Nebraska is in a much better place right now. You may not think so with wins and losses. But from a culture standpoint, from a leadership standpoint, from a coaching standpoint, than it has been in a long, long time.
1: So here's my question. We have some potential podcast guests.
0: Should we have them sit down?
1: Goddamn right, we we should. Come come sit down. This rarely happens. Dude, yeah, you don't stop in and not sit down. We
0: may not be set up for this. Owen may have to come adjust the camera. But NFL referee Cleet Blakeman is in the house, ladies and gentlemen. Are oh, no. you going to take... Hold we on. We need
1: another glass is what we need. <laughs> no, I'm good God, you smell good, yeah. dude.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Shower every now and then, Trav.
0: Dude, we probably I, should have start doing that. We dropped thank
4: you off upstairs for you and your great job you did Friday night at the event. So we're, we're, so, th-
0: we're taking a backseat here, so let's back yeah, up. Yeah, I, I
4: hate to interrupt. No, no, no. This is Angela cool. Face it's on the ballroom floor.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah. I emceed his event the other night. I think I pissed him off, though.
1: <laughs> because did he throw a flag at you well, or what? Well, no.
0: My opening joke, it was funny... I thought it was funny, but I think Cleet was mad at me because they had this program, right? And it looked like a fucking funeral program. (laughs) It did. It was the most bizarre thing. And it wasn't the quality of the photo. It was just, it was black and white. Your wife's even agreeing with me. So I get up there. I go, this is supposed to be a celebration. I go, look at this thing. It's a celebration of life. I, I mean, so, he's a dead man.
1: He's and, a dead man.
0: And so it was just one of those things. I'm sure
1: there's some NFL fans that would like to think yeah, well, that yeah. about you. Yeah, I get that quite a bit too. And, right? and,
0: and so it, it just—we were all sitting at the table. and go, "Am I the only one who thinks that?" And they're like, "No, we're so glad." And even Tom Walker, Tom Walker was like, "Yes, yes." And then, and so then I started talking to people like, "Yeah, we we think the same thing." I didn't know the photographer. It wasn't against the photo. It was just black and white. You had this. Cheesy ass smile on your <laughs> face. You're like, is Cleet dead? Is is is, is Cleet gone? And
1: suddenly, Travis Justice has never been invited back to MC, <laughs> right. The Nebraska yeah, Press Travis, Club. Like, faces the on the barroom floor. That?
4: Yeah, well, exactly.
0: I tell you what, but, that was a great night, dude. It was, it was a fabulous night. You
4: were a big part of it. I want to again, thank you. Oh. Uh, we left you a little present upstairs, but Anjanette, before we left, she goes, you have to go down and say hello. So. <laughs> Yeah, it was... Especially Rob. Rob always needs a little
1: help with Travis. He Dude, I need so much help. You try... You know what? You try so hard.
0: Well, you know what you're going to have to do? You're going to have to... go. Your podcast last year was was, was a big hit. You're going to have to come yeah. back after the season's over.
4: I will. What's Definitely
0: it, will. It's your Is off it? weekend. Is it weird? Not working? And you're not watching football right now, which blows my mind away.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I will watch some of the later games tonight, but we had we had some things to do today, um, so it's kind of it's kind of nice to have a little break, kind of rest and uh, recovery a little bit, and then we I finished seven weeks straight out from the re- regular season from here on.
0: So. And then you got playoffs, and we got playoffs. Then yeah. you got uh, the Super Bowl. It's going to be clean the Super yeah. Bowl this year, right? <laughs> if it's what up does, to that, to decided
4: Or my wife, yeah. Uh, it's all. It literally is based upon valuation grades during the season. So that be that's games. still
1: an ongoing process. Yes, then. yes, yes, okay. yes,
4: So it's crazy. We're, ha- we're This is week eleven already. It just goes.
0: I know. So fast. I mean, college but, is over. That, I mean, yeah. one more week and it's over. So that's good. Yeah, so, so we're gonna put you on the spot. Uh, score the Iowa Nebraska game. Come on, let's go.
4: I would love. I, I'd love to see a 28-21 Husker That ain't victory.
0: happening. He went 24-14. <laughs> I said 9-7. 9-7. Iowa kicks three I'll, field goals and wins the thing.
4: You know, we watched last night again, and I'm like, it's just disappointing last two weeks because they had opportunities. And yeah, they so, were definitely you guys know that as well as I do, but I'm like, you just got to finish some things.
0: Did you know Cleet's 2-0 as a starter? And his numbers this year, I did this the other night at the Rose. <laughs> yeah, <child. laughs> I, good. I brought out his, his career numbers. He'd be a hero. <laughs> he threw for 625
1: yards, seven touchdowns, and four picks. Yeah.
4: Yeah, a, I'd be the next governor of Nebraska if, if, if it was
1: modern day. Dude, you're not a kidding. Oh my god! Uh, no, so we could anyway. definitely use that. Man, well, thanks for but stopping by. Absolutely, guys. Man, that I'm sorry.
0: A if if you want to stick around, you can. But uh, know. you know, we're, I don't know how much longer we're gonna go. And Jeanette
4: drives a hard bargain. She's like, I got a bottle of wine I can open. So, but we gotta go. We got other things to do. So, thanks, All right,
0: brother. We'll Great see soon. you, uh, you got a Free week and gotta right. take
1: advantage. That's the first Good time we've ever had the
0: impromptu. The impromptu. See ya. Good seeing you. You're welcome. Uh, How about that? Just an impromptu drop-in by an NFL referee. Trans basement. Dude, it's a big deal. That's why you know I'm trying to convince some other people. Like I don't want to go to your basement. I go no. The basement's the allure, right? I mean, Owen is create the visionary. Owen
1: has created Cleet Blakeman, yes. Doug Ewald, yes. Dave Remington. The entire pipeline, yeah. has been in the basement. It's it's kind of it's a thing. It really it's is It's a thing.
0: No, it's driving me nuts. Owen, have you noticed we forgot to put the Doc Talk logo up? Yeah, I saw that <laughs> earlier. I'm like, it usually We're we have the, do- the Roku logo. Well, in Todd Brandt from Z92's Todd and Tyler show. So this is really weird. I don't know if people can see it. So this Roku TV, those are all scenes from, and I didn't know this, but Todd Brandt from Z92 pointed out that those are all scenes from movies. So as it scrolls by you'll see different movie scenes. Isn't that that the
1: top of the to the right of the volcano? Isn't that the castle from The Wizard of Oz? Yes,
0: and then we believe the volcano is Joe versus the volcano.
1: Okay, you got the robot there. I can't remember the movie, but I remember. Oh, you got the Empire State Building from King Kong.
0: How much pot do you have to smoke, which Todd does? Oh, there's
1: the tower from uh, Marvel's The Avengers.
0: yeah. So, I mean, I go to Todd and go, how much pop okay, do you Okay, yeah,
1: I'm like looking at this now. Now I just want to <laughs> – dude, I need another beer. Oh, there's Alcatraz. You the see, Rock. The Rock.
0: And there, if it keeps going, and we're, I'm not going to have you look at it, but yeah, the, now, the, the dude, clock tower from Back to the Future is in this thing.
1: Okay, now – oh, look. Stop the, it. Uh, the northern, northern Lights from – Over here. Uh, Over here. Wait. No, isn't that uh, Rudolph? See, this is I don't wh- know. That this is
0: why you have to watch on YouTube
1: to, to see this because yeah. It, it, see now I want to sit. I just want to <laughs> sit here with a beer and stare at this forever. <laughs> is that wrong? No, no. But you like, can wh-
0: do that because it's just going to keep going, and you can try to get it. But back to Trev Alberts. I think he deserves the extension. I think he exter- extend deserves the pay raise. Listen, he's got a huge stadium project that's going on. They need to raise at least a half a billion dollars.
1: Okay, so here's the question I have is the why. Why what? The political hit or why the extension in the pay raise? Why the political hit and where does it come from? Jealousy.
0: From? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe I do and I'm just not, I'm holding back right now.
1: Damn.
0: Where do you think it came from? Could it be Regents? Could it be somebody at UNO? I mean, it's got to be. Okay,
1: be- so here's my thing. I'm going to say UNO, and I'm not saying that in the sense of, okay, this shouldn't be any kind of secret because, okay, it's all state of Nebraska. Yeah. So it's all coming. It's it's not like uh, Drake, you, you got a Drake... You're you're, you're sporting the Drake Drake Bulldogs here. Drake made
0: the FCS Plus for the very first time.
1: Yeah. It's not like Drake sent agents over into Nebraska to do a hit piece on Trev Alberts. Yeah. It's not like any of this came from outside of the state of Nebraska. Well, anything within the state of Nebraska means it also had to probably come from within the University of Nebraska system as a whole. I'm with you. It, I'm just it was, saying. It was this really came, weird. This came from within the system. This was an internal hit piece. Is what it was, and I think it originated at Uno.
0: And and I don't know why. Um, there there's a lot of questions that go around this. It to me, it's frivolous. It doesn't matter. It's apples to oranges. Two different athletic departments. Two different missions. Which
1: if if I read, I mean, the thing is though too. When I read the article. And it is a well-researched article. Absolutely, The numbers are accurate. But I'm also sitting here looking at it going, yes, this is exactly how every athletic department in the country – let me rephrase it. Every state university athletic department in the country – manages money there is a flow of dollars between departments within the athletic department there is a flow of dollars back and forth between the university and the athletic department i mean the only thing i would look at is if were you specifically trying to hide i think you're trying to
0: i think you're trying to embed no he wasn't trying to hide losses. no and it's
1: i don't think he was trying to hide losses i think it's here's losses we got to pay those bills somehow here we're going to pay them with money from over here by moving it over there guess what we do that's with our it. own households yeah
0: oh shit i gotta go pay for a transmission for owen's for owen's van i gotta take that out of my savings account sorry owen i had to use you as an example but that's an example that's okay <laughs> yeah but it
1: is what it is, it is, one of what those, it is. Like, hey we're gonna maybe go out for a movie this week you know what maybe it's dinner night instead yeah
0: so I, it's just one, it, but it happened because they got wind of a contract extension and a pay raise, and they wanted to embarrass him. I, I agree. fully believe that.
1: Here's the thing that I thought, though, was really interesting about that. You and I were talking about, um, dude, get, getting guests, lining up guests for the offseason. That yes. was something, that was an idea you had last year that was really, really popular. Yeah. We had some, dude. Cleet, right here. Cleet was one of our guests. And,
0: and he randomly pops into my house, right? It happens all the time. Yes. When you're at Travis's house. <laughs> this
1: the, this is, no
0: joke, they, dude. They, it
1: does kind of happen. This is
0: what drives Husker fans nuts. is because they think I'm such a hater, but former players like me.
1: Yeah. It's a It's a thing. <laughs> So, but, you know, one of the things I thought that was kind of interesting. So, I mean, we talked to Doug Ewald more than a few times. Doug's been a guest on the podcast. You got a guy that has, in like, huge amounts of intrinsic knowledge about a couple of different athletic departments here in the state. You got a guy who knows politics within the state. I mean, Doug's one of those guys who, he knows stuff. He knows people. And he knows people who are like, Yeah, you can't say my name. He knows that kind of yes. people. So it was interesting talking to him because even he was like, Yeah, Trev gave me a list of, yeah, here's some stuff you're we can't have you talking about in a public forum. But and that happens everywhere. It does. And but Doug was very open to coming on the on the podcast. And oh my God, interesting as all hell. That was such a great interview. If you go back and we were talking about, like, God, could you imagine getting Trev on here? That would be kind of interesting. But it,
0: then, I, I love Trev. Trev no, and I, I go think, back a long time, no, but, but think, he's guarded.
1: But I think it would, but that was the thing is that as interesting as I think that would be, he would never do it. Because I think he very specifically is like, okay, my role in all of this.
0: Can you imagine it? Because we're dropping F-bombs and drinking beer. Trev ain't going to do that.
1: No, and I've had conversations with Trev because I've been with him where we've both drank beer. And I've asked him about the UNO thing and give me the breakdown on it. And he was like, all right, here's what fucking happened. And here was my role in it. And here's how all of that played out. And here's how it came to be. He will never publicly discuss that. But he w- he will publicly discuss nothing. Nothing. He's guarded. And one of the things with him in this regards with that article and with any commentary on that article, you he didn't hear Trev say anything.
0: No, because he takes the high road, which is fine. should And, he and done it here. is.
1: He's going to take that high road. But he's. Uh, it, it's also one of those. Do you want to. Ha- do you want to avoid controversy?
0: Don't say anything.
1: Don't address it.
0: Don't address it. Didn't happen. Yeah. He has the support of Ted Carter.
1: Yeah. And he doesn't have to address it because he's sitting there going like, okay, yeah, I did what I did because it was the right thing to do. I mean, I'm talking about all the budgetary stuff. He knows that's how you handle that at that level, and that's how everybody handles it at a reasonably run athletic department from a financial standpoint. So I'm
0: telling you, running an athletic department is not easy, but athletic departments are valuable to universities. There's a reason – listen, and I'm going to address the camera straight on here. There's a reason like a place like Augustana has added hockey, or I'll go to where I went to school, Grandview University, which has added football – uh, and a bunch of other sports. Why? Not because they make money. It's because they bring student athletes to the school, which in return pay tuition, which get people on campus, which equals money for the university, Rob. It, the, does. it does, and
1: sometimes that money's got to flow back into the athletic department. 100%. And it's, you look at a power five universities, it's, what is it? It's two to three per year run in the black, and Nebraska is one of the very few. University of Washington, I don't know what it is, but they figured out how to do it up there, and they're one of the other schools well, that consistently I'll, does I'll it use, well. Listen,
0: I, I've said it before on this podcast. My daughter works at the University of Mississippi. When she arrived there five years ago, Lane Kiffin wasn't there. They had several dorms that were empty. She works in student housing. They were like, "Oh my god!" I mean, she's under. Uh, she's she does marketing. Her job is to get people to stay in the dorms and, and stay there even after like their freshman or sophomore years. They had two dorms that weren't even being used. Well, those are being used now. They're tearing down two old ones and building several new ones because you know
1: they what? Have trouble finding space for incoming yes. freshmen you, each of the last few years. But you know why that is? Because
0: football's Football. winning. Okay. That's what athletics means
1: to a college university.
0: If you get sick and tired of why um, coaches make a boatload of money,
1: sometimes the tail
0: wags the dog. Exactly. So um, I'm glad Trev got the extension. I'm glad he got the pay raise. I think it's very well deserved. Um, real quickly, Fred Hoiberg's off to a five and zero start. They beat Oregon State eighty four sixty three. First five and zero start since two thousand eight two thousand nine.
1: Was Barry Collier the coach then? I'm trying to
0: even think there. No, I think it was I think it was Doc.
1: Was it Doc? I think it was Doc at that time. I can't remember. I know. It's crazy, it's though. Not it's not like we paid a lot of attention to Nebraska well, basketball then anyway.
0: We don't pay a lot now, but, you know, I'm a Fred fan. Uh, Fred is the first story when he played when he was a senior at Ames High was the first story I ever had on television at, at KCC in Des Moines. So I had this – he wouldn't even remember. It. He probably didn't even know me, right? But it's one of those – if we ever to get a chance to get him in the basement, which I think would be fun. His brother lives here in Omaha. Uh, it, it's just, I, I want Fred to succeed. Fred's one of the good dudes.
1: Well, and he, I think he's he is. And I mean, he came in that same year as Frost, and everybody thought it's was like God talking about hitting the jackpot yeah. in two sports.
0: You know why he's lasted and Scott didn't? Cause, uh, because Fred's a good man.
1: Now, I, I agree, and I think he is, and I think he's a reasonably solid coach. But, man, when you look at transfers and injuries – that's one of those situations where I look at him and I do kind of wonder, like, God has just, just luck not been on his side. I, I think a little bit of that. Like a little this. bit
0: of that. And and COVID right away, I mean, that created something. I, I, I've I never wanted somebody to succeed as much as I want Fred Hoiberg to su- succeed because he's just that good of a dude. All right, time for some uh, viewer comments and uh, questions. Let's go to the newsroom. We call it the newsroom. It's a fucking curtain with holes behind
1: it. <laughs> But hey, uh, what did you think of this the second beer? By I the loved way? it. This beer is incredible. Yeah, both are both
2: are amazing. Yeah. I'm I'm this first beer I drink it works uh as it, a beer. It, as it far it as work, beer go it works. It works.
1: It works <laughs> that's that's Owen speak for like I'm doing everything I can to not slur my words.
2: Uh, in fact, I got to read these. So I'm going to do what I can here. Yeah. Um this this <laughs> this one comes from Marty. Uh, it seemed like Wisconsin adjusted to what Nebraska was doing on off- offense after the first two scores, but Nebraska kept doing the same thing with the same results. Is it bad coaching or lack of experience in the
1: players or both? That one comes from Marty. I think it's a good question. I, I thought Wisconsin did make some adjustments. It's I would probably say from a coaching standpoint, it's far easier to make adjustments defensively than it is offensively. It's very rare that you see an offense get shut down for like two quarters and then all of a sudden explode in the late second quarter, third quarter. It's It's far more often to see an offense come out throwing haymakers and have a defense come out. Okay, we got to do this. We got to make these adjustments. I just think it's easier to make those defensive adjustments. I think there's a little bit more of a um, intricate, choreography. I'm not sure how to put it on offense. Choreography is a good word. I like the yeah, word choreography. Yeah. I mean it's 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 it, there's a lot of refinement there. Now I'm not saying defense doesn't have. It's not like you're just lining up like a bunch of freaking chickens with their heads cut off and getting after it. It's there on defense as well too. But offense so much goes into practicing those plays and getting them right on offense that trying to adjust from a, from a defensive standpoint, I think is easier than trying to do it offensively. It's not like you suddenly just, oh, it was working for a quarter and a half and now it's not, and we're going to suddenly make these wholesale changes to adjust. The thing is, you've got to have a few different things. One, you've got to have um, you've got to have an acumen for a larger playbook to be able to make those adjustments. You've got to be really good at running 25 plays to make those adjustments, because you'll come out in the first quarter and run 10 or 15 plays, and if a few of them are really successful and you do some really good things and the defense adjusts to them, if you're really good at doing 25 or 30 things, 25 or 30 plays... Oh, they adjusted to 15 of them. Guess what? We got another 15 we're going to throw at you. If you're good at 10, if you've got 10 or 15 plays you've gotten really good at and the defense adjusts to those, guess what? You don't you don't have anything else in the back pocket.
0: That's it. That makes
1: sense. Yeah. So it's in Tom Osborne. That was the thing that was great about Osborne is that when you've got – a ton of talent when you've got a huge amount of depth and we've talked about the depth at Nebraska where you could lose three offensive linemen guess what the backups are all conference caliber guys also they're not there right now no but I mean back in the 80s back in the 90s yeah you lost an all you you lost a first team all-conference offensive lineman guess who's coming in An honorable mention, all conference offensive linemen. I mean, it's just the talent depth was different then. Guess what? When you've got that kind of talent, you can get really good at running 25 different plays. So if the defense adjusts to 10 or 15 of them, screw that shit. We're going to run another 10 or 15. We haven't run yet, and you're not going to be able to stop those either. And you can do that all game long. I mean, so we would see teams adjust to, to to your first quarter plays. You'd hit them with stuff they hadn't seen yet. By the time they adjusted to that at halftime, guess what? When you're making adjustments at halftime to Tom Osborne's first half plays, he's coming out in the third quarter with stuff we haven't even run yet.
0: Makes sense. Makes sense.
1: So it's, I mean, Nebraska's, but, but Nebraska's not there. They're not good enough to do that. Okay. They're but, going to be good enough to, you're going to get 5, 10, 15 things that they're going to be halfway good at. And if the defense is capable of adjusting to those, eh, so you're going to hit, your stuff's going to slow down a lot for the rest of the game.
2: Next question. Next question comes from Michael, the active duty Husker in Honolulu, Hawaii. How does Purdy's individual performance rank amongst the
1: other QBs' individual performance in previous games? I'd say the I mean it's the best I've seen I, I real I mean other than that last play which I okay I get it he threw the yeah. pick didn't turn the ball over had I mean had some nice passes the scramble for the touchdown was outstanding um it's the best we've had this year and I mean and part of me sitting here going like God, is he just not showing something, and that's why he hasn't played. Or is it really truly because the guy's been fighting an injury all year? I don't know. I think he's been I
0: mean, fighting an injury all year. Yeah, And they've said that. And even Purdy talked about it. Uh, next
2: question. Our next question comes from Eric. What's our plan on offense? I don't get the play calling in different series. It almost feels scripted and unnatural. Like it doesn't flow with what's happening slash working in the actual game.
1: And again, I... Um, I attribute that to the talent that we've got in Lincoln right now. Like I said, you've lost, like, I think your top three running backs, three of your top four wide receivers, half the offensive line, Harburg's beat up. I mean... I keep thinking here about the injuries we've had. I keep thinking about what we started with. Go back to the behind-the-point spread commentary with Scott Spritzer where you lose three out of your five offensive linemen in one game, and we ask Scott, what kind of effect does this have? And he's like, yeah, maybe half a point. Yeah. We're like, what the hell? How do you lose 60% of an O line and it's only worth half a point? And the answer is, is because Scott's answer was basically – Vegas views those guys essentially as backup quality to begin with, and you're replacing backups with some other backups. It just doesn't change much. But we, I mean, we were hurting to begin with, and then you lose all of those guys. It creates a ton of limitations in terms of what you're able to call, in terms of the decisions you're able to make, in terms of the adjustments that you're able to make as a game goes along. Those are massive, massive limitations. I mean, a team like Michigan, Alabama, Penn State, Georgia, they don't have those kinds of limitations because they've got so much more talent to work with. They have so much more depth to work with. We don't have that.
2: Another one? Yes, we got another one. This one comes from Ryan. Um, Why was a flag not thrown for tripping when Braylon Allen was straight up trucked in
1: overtime? I didn't see it. Oh, I missed that. Was Braylon Allen tripped? He said he was trucked. Trucked.
0: I didn't see it, so you didn't see it, so let's not spend any time on it
1: yeah i missed it I'd, yeah. I'd have to go back and look at the play all right any more?
2: yeah i got i got two more here okay. um i'm gonna do question this one from wendell 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 what a great name wendell is, know,
1: is this wendell boggle yeah yeah he it's a big time listener he okay. and he follows us on twitter beer guy beer guy beer guy
0: i think everybody who listens to this podcast is beer guy
2: <laughs>
1: His question is, early in the season,
2: you commented that you thought Prime was a good coach, even though you didn't agree with all of his bluster. Taking into account Colorado's train wreck of a season, where do you stand now on his coaching job this season?
1: I don't think it's a train wreck. I still think it's pretty damn good. I I think he... Okay. So, here's the thing, okay? I'm making a comparison to, to Rule in Nebraska here, where... People had commented on, like, oh my God, we've been so close. It's the same thing we've seen the last few years. And I'm thinking, like, no, it's not. There's a close losses this year are different from close losses. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Same end result, but the process has been so much better. The problem this year is is that we've almost hit that point where we're just barely not exceeding expectations. I mean if if Nebraska finishes this year 5 and 7, let's go back to August and say okay, hey, we're going to finish 5 and 7. We're going to win some games, we're going to lose some games. It's going to be a 5 and 7 season in rules first year. I think most people would sit back and go, okay, well, you know what, it's better than his first years at Baylor and Temple. And you said that on this podcast. Um, yeah, this is a guy that kind of—he's a builder. He's going to change some stuff. It's not going to be a year one thing. Fine, most people are going to be okay with that. Now, all of a sudden, we're sitting here and it's fire sadder sadder field. We need a new O coordinator. The coaching decisions have been horrendous. The game management has sucked. This is not. Not what we need in Lincoln right now. You know what? Let's maybe even fire Rule. We need to get somebody else in there. This is stuff I've seen the no, last two weeks on social media. It's because we've hit this point where all of a sudden they've been just good enough that those expectations are... They've changed. The expectations changed. The, I... the, the expectation goalposts, just got moved back and if you're a football pro- if you're any sports program you want that all of a sudden you want those expectations you to want be me on that wall it you is. need me on that wall god i love that movie anyway <laughs> but yeah that's what happened the expectations changed they got higher and they got higher in season colorado's got what four wins yeah i think they're Lost what six in a row, seven. In yeah, a row. but listen, they have still.
0: As much as it's been a debacle the last they couple weeks, had one
1: win last year.
0: I, I, I still, I, I think the jury's still out on. on I think people want him to fail so badly 100%. because of his antics, and I, I'm not going to hold judgment for another two or three years.
1: And honestly, if Dion had a different mentality, if he was like, hey, we're going to love these guys up, and he wasn't coming in and doing like, I'm bringing my own luggage in, it's Louie, or yeah. when he's talking about the old line which is trying to protect his kid, you might want to stay on good terms with those guys a yeah. little bit. I'm just saying fucking maybe. Uh, but when he's talking about like, yeah, we got to hit the portal and get new guys on the old line How how does that... Okay, well, half the old lines portal guys to begin with. So he's talking about his own players, and we got to get better guys in here. If he wasn't doing any of that, if he did the same methodology, if he did go get, like, all of a sudden, behind the scenes, you noticed, holy shit, Colorado just lost 80 dudes and brought in 80 new dudes. We'd be sitting there going, like, okay, well, that's a little sketch, but shit it is what it is and dion didn't say anything about it and then just stayed positive we're going to keep working these guys we're going to keep practicing we're going to keep trying to improve we're going to try and keep fighting this battle nobody would be sitting here rooting against him true
0: he invites
1: his own criticism big time he does and 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 it's one of those things if he succeeds Great. The, the,
0: the biggest Take mistake the I think he made it. is he made the switch at, at old coordinator because they actually put better offensive numbers up with the old coordinator than they did with an analyst who can't even coach. He has to be in the it's, – it's a weird situation. Listen, he's still learning. I don't think he's a bad coach.
1: This is his third year, but I think in terms of – But at this level – He may – here's the thing. Colorado's better now – Than it was a year than ago. Than they were the last couple of years. Yep. That's an improvement. 100%.
2: All right, last question. So the last question comes from Jason Warner. Um, and Jason just, gives us beer. He does. Good beer, dude. And it actually says here that he's got some more that he's going to send out here soon. Yeah, so I love, I love Jason. He says, the first nine minutes, the two-fourth down stops, the last drives showed so much heart and that foot-on-the-throat mentality. But for the rest of the game, it seemed mostly flat. I get success breeds more consistency with it. But in your opinion, why the sudden drop in energy after going up 14-0?
1: I, I uh, you know, it's I, I attribute that one. That's another guy gets gets a paycheck to the guy across from the line from you. Wisconsin made some adjustments to what Nebraska was doing, and it's hard to counter those adjustments offensively. And I think the other thing is, I it's hard when it's a new quarterback for a defense. Wisconsin doesn't have a feel for what Nebraska is going to do with Chubba Purdy in there, and he had some capabilities. You just you got one drive and it was all pretty much all on the ground, by the way. It's that last drive of the game against Maryland. That's really the only tape you have on Chuba. So when you got him coming in as the starter and you haven't really seen the guy before, that's difficult to prepare for it. God it really, really is. I mean, it's we talk about you're playing a team first game of the season and last year's quarterback graduated they got a new guy you really haven't seen before how do you prep for that you you can't you can't or let's say you're playing a team i mean like nebraska for instance how do you prep for a new head coach and a new new offensive coordinator It's hard to do. I mean, it really is. That is not an easy thing to do. Same situation. you got a quarterback you really haven't ever seen before, and I think that hurt Wisconsin early on. They made some adjustments, and it's hard for an offense to make those readjustments to what the defense does.
0: Big thanks to uh, Centrus Federal Credit Union, who sponsors the uh, Doc's Diagnosis. Uh, if you haven't watched the Doc's Diagnosis, Dr. Rob takes a look at a couple of plays during the uh, previous week's games and uh, gives you his thoughts and kind of what happened on there. So uh, check out uh, the Doc's Diagnosis on our YouTube channel by subscribing to our YouTube channel. Uh, Centrus Federal Credit Union is a proud sponsor of the Doc's Diagnosis, which you can watch uh, on the YouTube channel, federally insured, NCUA, equal housing lender. And make sure to check out Behind the Point Spread coming up on Wednesday night as uh, we take a look at the last regular season week of the season it's brought to you by betfred sports we're joined by vegas insider scott spritzer most
1: information you will get out of any college football show
0: hey owen's got a new single out it came out on friday called never stop Owen, oh, i'm telling you it's, a, it's an incredible song it well uh, thank you yeah it's uh if you haven't heard it go to spotify wherever you listen to your music search owen justice listen to never stop listen to all the other ones they're really really good singles and if you want to see owen live uh the album release show is coming up on december 15th at uh maloney's live in council bluffs it's a, it's a smaller intimate venue go to owenjusticemusic.com for your tickets we'd love to see you over there uh, it's going to be a hell of a show, and you'll uh, hear all these songs live. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, make sure to subscribe on your podcast channel, wherever you are listening to this, and enjoy it. Big thanks to Husker Max, who distributes this podcast. Head to huskermax.com for the latest news and opinion from a variety of voices. If you got any questions for Dr. Rob, email doctalksports at gmail.com. Follow Dr. Rob on Twitter at doctalksports, and like us on Facebook. Subscribe to YouTube, and follow us on TikTok. Just search doc. Talk sports for Doctor Rob Zadiska. Oh, I want to thank Cleet Blakeman for stopping by. He smells. So that was a total
1: surprise. Do you, do you like- still
0: smell him though? The dude has like a scent. Mm. I want that cologne. Do you he's smell like- it, Owen? Oh yeah. Yeah. He's
1: like an elf. He,
0: he really just.
1: He's like, <laughs> man, he's
0: potent. Potent. For Doctor Rob Zadiska, for Owen Justice, I'm Travis Justice. We will see you next week on the Doc Talk podcast, presented by Betfred Sports.